dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. 85. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We back in this thing, man. Uh, You know, prior to us starting the pod, we had a little convo about the Bengals and Steelers game this past Monday, man. Thoughts and prayers yeah. to Ryan Shazier, man. Oh, wait. Scary hit. IOs. Very scary hit, man. No, he's been, what, he had surgery, spinal yeah, surgery a, or something? Yeah, a spinal uh, contusion, bruise around the spine, but then he had to have stabilization surgery uh, to stabilize the vertebrae around the spine. Mm. Um, they just said on a tweet today I saw that he's uh, having some improvement, some small, you know, Small movement and things like that. Like not saying he's paralyzed, but just saying it's gonna be a, it's not gonna be a long road ahead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Definitely thoughts and prayers to the. You never want to see that. Like the violence of football. You know, you, like we t- talked about earlier. We the violence of football, man. Like you, you see those hits. You know, and and you think it's gonna happen maybe in the you know high school level, even the college level. You know, we've seen some of those injuries, but in 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 in, in, in the NFL, you're supposed to have you know. Became, became an expert in that yeah. in that craft, but you know the violence of it, man. It's like we wonder why we don't see that once or twice a year. But yeah, man, I'm surprised scary. we don't see it a ton, man. To be yeah. honest, man, these cats be out here lighting dudes, uh, especially like before all the concussion and stuff like really came to prominence. Like uh, what ESPN had that segment with Tom Jackson jacked up, yeah. like that era. Like yo, dudes was getting rock yeah. and roll. Like yeah. Ray Lewis, every Sean Taylor, mm-hmm. RIP to him. Them dudes was laying cats out. And, you know, as a fan of football, you love to see those hits. You want to see those hits. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, coming from now as a kid when you seeing Ronnie Lott, mm-hmm. Chuck Cecil. Yeah, like, say out. Yeah, say out dudes coming across the middle. You paying the price. And now, you know, it is kind of freelancing out there. Like, you, you scared to hit a dude. Like, the situation with the Bengals. Yeah. Where the dude, where Le'Veon catches the check down pass out yeah. the backfield, I truly thought he was like not trying to get a penalty. Right. Because I thought, you know, he, Le'Veon's running down the sideline. He's like, oh, he's about to run out of bounds, so I'm not going to hit him, so I'm not going to get a penalty. Exactly. And with him not doing that, Le'Veon scores the touchdown. Mm-hmm. That isn't because dude did a bonehead play. It's because he was thinking, like, I'm not trying to get a penalty, hence a fine or anything like that, which resulted in the. Steelers, yeah, a touchdown, yeah, and he and, and he's the backup, so you know the, the check ain't as big as the starter. <laughs> and, and me and Smoke talk about that. We was we was watching it, you know, talking about it, and like that's like the the quarterback move. I feel like if you a mobile quarterback and you hit towards the sideline, you can kind of slow up and take off type deal. Yeah, yeah, but like hezzy, yeah, it, it makes you have to, you know, you don't want to get that flag at the forty, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen yard. Now, now, now we in the red zone, damn near. So. You know, but I will say this: I got a, I got a new guy on the Steelers I like, man. 
and that is Mike Mitchell. Hey, Did you see that post game? I'm interview? not. I'm not a Mike Mitchell fan. You, I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm not a Michael Mitchell I'm fan. I'm not a fan. His football's okay. I'm talking about the post game. Oh, he went. He went bonkers, man. We I watched this that about two, yeah, two or three times, and he was making such valid points. You know, like. He got the 50 grand fine for the uh, bad Dalton throw on. Uh, uh, how did I know he was going to say that? I knew yeah, he was going to say I that. I mean, like, just the way he was spitting it out, man. And, and, you know, might as well just have flags on. Like, I watched that interview and was like, okay. Yeah, man. I like, I like y'all Bengals fans hate Andy Dalton's guts. <sighs> y'all can't yeah. stand him, man. Whoever, who wants a red rifle? <laughs> no one wants a red rifle. Uh, He's all right, man. He's- the funny thing about it was I was having three conversations as the game was going on with you, yeah. <laughs> with my homeboy Peanut who lives down in H-Town, and my bro Jimmy who also lives in H-Town, all y'all Bengals fans. And everybody except for Jimmy said the same thing when I was like, uh-oh. When AJ caught that other touchdown, I was like, that might be ball game, bro. <laughs> You chimed in, like, we'll blow it. <laughs> right. My boy Peanut chimed in, like, y'all score before the half and get y'all momentum. And then this y'all went, end up winning it. My boy Jimmy was like, hell yeah, y'all niggas done. <laughs> <laughs> my, my words to smoke was, it was a 17 nothing. I was like, if y'all get it to down by three, I was like, y'all gonna score twice in the second half. <laughs> we ain't gonna do shit. And then y'all, y'all gonna be down by three in the fourth. It's over. Man, I'm watching the game, and what I do is I plug in my phone on the other side of the room. Yeah. So as I'm watching the game, I want to get out the bed, out the warm, comfortable the bed to go talk some shit. But I'm like, man, the phone is all the way over there. Yeah. Ah, fuck it. I do it in the morning. <laughs> I, I have lately uh, been uh, a lot least interested in your uh in your in your Mondays uh, videos and snaps <laughs> with the with the stiller, you know, bandana wrapped around the face, it's starting to be a frequent thing. So. Well, you know where I got that from? <laughs> I got that from you. Yeah, I know. When you was the post the one with the meme on, yeah. I was like, you know what, bro? The beef is on, man. Yeah. I got a lot of beef every out here I, in the streets. Every time I see it, I feel like I, I, I kind of lit that fire in you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We rocking right now. We 10 and 2. Uh, tied for first place in the AFC. <clears throat> Hopefully, y'all can, can can. I mean, like I, I, as much as I hate the Steelers, I do like to see the AFC North. Aside from the Browns and, and Ravens, <laughs> I'm not. I, mean, I like to see one of us get there. Yeah, you know, because yeah. as, as competitive as we are, like, I mean that every year after our game, the talk of the week is the yes. violence of football. Yeah. it's been that way for the last five or six times we've yeah. played, and and you know that just. It's becoming one of the bigger rivalries in the NFL. It's becoming one of the bigger. It's you know, definitely must watch TV. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to come home and watch that game. And 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 I'm not really gonna be in the bar for that one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to sit at home and, yeah, and sit up and jump and get mad and throw something and you know all those emotions, man. So. I'm with that about my teams. Like yeah, like Ohio State versus UNLV. Yeah, I'll go to beat ups and hang out, have yeah, a couple brews yeah. and wings because we know what's gonna happen. But like Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, hell, Ohio State, Michigan State. I gotta be at home, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be distracted by. I'm a fan, yeah, but I'm not a fanatic. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I'm a realist. I understand that other dudes make plays, and you know, what I'm saying dudes is on scholarship. Dudes are a hell of athletes, also. So I don't take it out on the dudes where when they get burnt for a touchdown, oh, he fucking sucks. Well, you know what? Dudes project to be a top. Three round pick too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's an athlete too. He's exactly. trying to win also. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I can't be around that type of environment during a 
a, a real game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it frustrates me. And uh, you know, I was talking to some uh Buckeye fans or whatever after Baker Mayfield won the Heisman last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first thing they go to is oh, he shouldn't have won the Heisman. He's not up. He shouldn't have won it. He, he got drunk over the summer. He grabbed his crotch. I'm like, man, you let it get, go, man. Let it go. You ain't get turned in college? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People forget that, exactly, man. Exactly, man. Be a college? fan. Don't be a fanatic, man. <laughs> yeah. I, like I say a million times, man, I'm a fan of the game before I'm a fan of my teams, man. Yeah. Except for baseball. There's, that's not about to say. Like For most of the major sports, there's like a two- to four-week window where I'm a fanatic. Like, you know, NBA is the playoffs. Uh, you know, football pretty much, you know, playoffs. It gets, it gets going. <laughs> when it's real. Yeah, baseball, eh, not so much. But, like, there's a couple times a year where maybe towards the end of the year, the playoff race, you know, the last, you know, five, ten games, people trying to make it. I might tune in a little more. But, like, I'm more a fan of just the sport. Yeah. Than I am, you know, just just a a team that I'm just gonna like. I'm driving to Wisconsin to go see the Buckeyes. Like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going that far. You know? Oh man, I'm actually, <laughs> I actually actually got a road trip I, coming up. I would like up. to, but I, I got a road trip to uh gonna go to Notre Dame. Gonna yeah. go see Florida State and Notre Dame next November. So uh, dope. I gotta book that hotel. We're at, in, at it's, a, it's in in South Bend. Yeah, never dope, been. Dope. Uh, my brother's actually been there a couple times uh for a couple games. So. I'm going to try to get out there, book all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing out of wifey's mouth was like, so we can go to a football game, but we can't go to Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. So basically, I got to go to Chicago this year also and South Bend, <laughs> Indiana. So those those are my vacations already booked. I need, <laughs> I, need, I need my You Can Make This Up podcast family to keep me in prayer. My 10th my, uh, year wedding anniversary is coming up. Wow. And, and the wife well, we're, well, it's next year, you know, but we're planning it for, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make it a big one. And I'm throwing out some ideas. Like, first, I was thinking about the golf tournament that just passed was in the Bahamas. Ooh. And it's a light field, like 18, but usually the top, you know, top 25 golfers show up. So I was trying to throw in some sport ideas because a bucket list for me is to visit some more uh, away stadiums and sports that I like. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I would love to go to Pittsburgh just to experience that. I would oh, love yeah. to go to Chicago Cubs and just see Wrigley Field one time Fuck in my the life. Cubs. Yeah, but just like some, <laughs> some of them, some of them icon spots, I just want to go for sure. And uh, I kind of try to sprinkle in some uh, sporting events during our uh, maybe our, our, our seven to ten day vacation for the ten ten years. So. Hopefully I, can, hopefully I can uh, sprinkle in. It's in November, so I hope I can find me a good football game or oh. something to to go check out for the ten year. That'll be you know something I've never done. You know, make it make it big. So. Got to, got to for down. that ten. What year. do they call the ten year anniversary? You know, like they got the wood diamonds <laughs> yeah. and blah blah no, blah. No idea. I I know of like the I think it's the what's the twenty five the, the gold or something. Mm, and I the, think the so. Diamonds up there. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just married. <laughs> I'm just a driver. Right. Shoot, we was at the mall yesterday, unfortunately, dealing with all that BS. Man, but I hate that time of the year. Dude, we was up there. She out there getting a ring clean, as usual. Every time we go to the mall, she got to get a ring clean, <laughs> which I guess should be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, but, pay, it's part of the package. Yeah, dude. Hit her with the, oh, it's the holiday time. Uh, time for an upgrade, right? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, uh, she's good. Right. It's like. You know, do an extra band. I was like, uh, no, like, take your ass home somewhere, bro. It's like, I was like, she'll get an upgrade eventually yeah. when we get these student loans. Exactly, <laughs> one thing at a time. Right, one bill at a time. So much music out here, man. This is a great, 
a great time for music, man. It's 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 a couple times a year music gets bubbling and I and I enjoy it. Man. That fourth quarter of music is yeah, everybody trying to get clutch. that trying to get that uh either that fourth quarter jumped off or that uh first quarter of the fiscal year jumped off. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, these dudes about to get a bag, man. Yeah. The first one I want to ask you about, man, the Fab and Jada Friday on Elm Street, Freddie vs. Jason. You know they came up with the idea. I can't believe it's probably like two. Two years ago when they uh-huh. were having the Freestyle Fridays with DJ Clue and DJ Envy and like, you know, that it was like talks of them like collab and making an album together. Yeah. And then I can't believe it's been that long, but we finally got it on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh that motherfucker a monster. It is. And I got a little late start on it, but I heard like uh, what's the what's the what's the big single, the uh that with with uh Future? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard that. And it made me like, huh? I'm about to go check this out. And uh, I, I, I'm one listen in, like a complete listen through. And uh, yeah, there's some smokers yeah. on there, man. It I mean is. that that damn intro, bro. Yeah, that's what gets you. <laughs> like it's the whole, like the way they put that together, and and, and kind of ended it with their own little character, like you know, I'm this, I'm that. You know, it was just concept yeah, album. It felt like I like I could close my eyes and be in Smokes '98. Oldsmobile, <laughs> chilling. You know, like I just it, it it felt like the music pocket that I miss. Ooh. You know, so it was perfect. I mean, man. like even young boys is digging this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's the good. bars is crazy on here. I mean, uh, outside of the intro, you got the uh, the Swiss joint, uh, the theme mm-hmm. where they just going back and forth. It's like you know you don't really hear that too much. Dudes yeah. going back and forth. I think a main reason you don't hear that a lot is because dudes not in the same studio when they record. They were in the same studio when they did these records. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like all right, I make my verse. I'm in Vegas at the hotel yeah. room doing mine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna email it. Blah blah blah. There go the verses, producer, mash it together, and voila, magic. Now yeah. these dudes was, you know, what I'm saying in Jersey and in Yonkers making these songs together. So kind of real '90s throwback style, yeah. like so they can vibe off each other, bounce ideas off each other. I think that's why it's so dope, man. And and besides the intro and the theme, that's the name of the song, by the way. It's mm-hmm. other tracks on there that I I try to remember, like yo, let me let me go check this other song out too, because I keep listening to these <laughs> two over and over. But you got it's the Soul Food Joint, you got the Principles, you got the uh, one with Styles P on the hook, Ice Pick. Mm-hmm. It's some monsters it on here, man. It, it's it it's it feel good music. Absolutely. Feel man. good music. We might have to uh bring you out of retirement and maybe we have to do a little album like that for the hundreds, hey, man. Do you a little, do a little single for the UK. Hey, <laughs> man, I got high. I still got a couple bars. Yeah. I still got a couple bars. If you give man. me a few months, I can come up with sixteen. Hey, yeah, a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> give me a couple months, I'll be straight. That but that I was listening to an interview with Fab. He said um both of them came with songs or beats from uh producers that they work with and uh makes a very valid point like he had a song that he wanted to go in a certain direction with but he took it in a different direction with jada because of the album but he was basically the moral of the story was like well i'm a rapper i can come up with another song mm-hmm. and that's i think that's like a great point like he ain't holding on to it like oh no this is my idea i want to keep it I'm a rapper. I'll, I'll yeah, think of something else. Exactly. <laughs> I'll come up with something else dope. So I thought that was a pretty cool statement, man. Yeah, I have read too that uh they were talking about just how, you know, their fan base, you know, and how they both have had great success, but the commercial success of like the M and the Drake numbers have yeah. never they've never got to that mm-hmm. that next step. But you definitely rock with them, you know. Oh, and man. it was like 
the whole let, let's just put it together. Let, let's just make a make a, a mega bomb and just see what we can get from it. And, I, you know, I, I wonder I've always wondered with hip hop, like I'm not going to turn 48 like Jay when I'm 48, 49, however old he turned. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that age and be like, ah. Uh, let me go turn on some OJs now. I'm getting too old for this. You know, like <laughs> right. hip hop is gonna still be with with me, and I feel like we're 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 gonna see rappers get older. Yeah, they're gonna be doing like the the cruises and the and the shows when they're sixty, but they still gonna be like they're not gonna stop rapping. Like I, right. I mean, unless you just want to give it up, but I feel like the hip hop is gonna grow. I think you're gonna see a fifty year old artist. Yeah, you're gonna see hip hop still be for everyone because the older generation when we get there is st- we come from that. Mm-hmm. So I, I I just like I'm excited for like older artists to get that like even if it's for three months get that now buzz get that way and it's like you know it kind of shows like the vets is still here the people that you rocked with are still here and it's like the music ain't going nowhere so I'm excited man for excited. sure so uh, also we got Eminem yeah what do you think about that walking on water track. <sighs> As much as I rock with him and I res- and I, and I give him his props, he is in my I mean he has to be on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop, whether you like it or not. You know, he has to be. But the end that that I feel that we like most, I feel like he know that and he, he hold on to it. I feel the exact same. Just way. to keep you like, come on, M. I'm gonna check out the next one. And hopefully, you, you know what I'm saying. Like he can just he can do what he want with it, and he'll he'll give you enough. But like we just want. A beat in bars, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. And sometimes when artists get extra with it and, you know, the songs aren't, you know, these the last couple of songs, like, where do you play them at? Like, yeah. it's just radio, you know, yeah. in my opinion. There's, it's, hard to, it's hard to play them in any kind of party setting or any type of, it's just, I, I, it ain't there yet. The, the music ain't there for me. He released, I got an email from uh, the label, uh, track Untouchable, basically talking about white privilege, pri- white privilege. And things that's going on and everything, half of the song sucks. Yeah. Half of the song sucks. But then the, the beat flips. Yeah. And then he goes into Eminem mode and he's doing what Eminem does, making words rhyme that have no business rhyming together, sounding dope. But why do I have to listen to three minutes before I get to the other three minutes? Exactly. It's like, bro, like I am truly worried about this album. Yeah. Like for yeah. real. No, like, yeah. you know. You know, he's off the pills. He doesn't drink anymore. Like, he's completely sober. And that's great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want it to get twisted or anything like that. We don't want to lose another legend to drugs or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I am worried about sober Eminem being, like, whack. Yeah. I mean, like. Like, and- I'm worried. Because, I mean, he has made whack albums. And he's also said that he has albums that he regrets making. Exactly. And I do, too. That's all I was about to say. Like. <laughs> We've seen this from him before. Yeah. Like he, he's had a whole package where you was just like, "Bruh, I don't, I don't like I'm this. Di- I'm not even gonna get through this whole thing. I'm, I'm done with it already." And I just popped it in. You know, it's just like he's had a couple of those, and to come from that to I sit back with my pack, I sit back to this. Like I mean, stuff like that is just it's hard to like let the creativeness go and just give him a pass. Mm-hmm. Like even like the lemon track. Yeah, I start that when I DJ. I get it how I live. It. Hey. I don't want to hear nothing else. But that, but that, because the rest of it bouncing. I mean, like it's, it's probably a, it's, it's just it just don't fit like in the beginning. But then when that when that beat kick and Rihanna yeah. come in, okay, yeah, that's the part everybody waiting for. Yeah. So songs like that, you know, I, I 
on one half, I get the whole creativeness of it. I watched a, a T-Pain interview where he was just talking about how him and Chris Brown signing with Jive on the same day in the same office, you know, and, and, and how when he did uh, the reverse cowgirl track, he, that was the first time he let the label pick a song. Mm. He had been pushing out platinums for platinums, you know, for a couple years then. That was the first one time he let them pick. And he said from that, it just went downhill because then it turned into, I need 120000 for this video, but you got the new young kid using his iPhone that spent 100 yeah. So we ain't trying to give you that, you know. Yeah. So he, his his power in the in the game started diminishing from that moment. He said, and it was like you had them bad records, man. It can go, and M being a goat, yeah. It's like you don't want that. You you don't want to even have a conversation about M, right? You don't even want to be forced to. And I was thinking about this: what other rapper has put out as many dud projects as Eminem? But we still put him up there because we know, yeah. If you give him a mic and you put him in a, like, yo, you going to be on a song with Hove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. You going to put him on a song with Kendrick. Okay, let's go. Yeah. But it, it seems like when he's by himself, I mean, I know it's probably therapeutic for him to make music. And that's great and everything, man. But as Eminem fans and a fan of music and a fan of what he does as an MC, like the song Rap God. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily like the song all like that, but I liked the lyrics and I liked yeah. how, what he was doing and what Eminem does, making just a long ass, just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy technical, and mm-hmm. I can rock with that. Yeah. But like this, like it's almost like how Jay-Z dropped 444 mm-hmm. with the more of a talking and less of a rap tone to it. It's like M's doing that also, but it's not catching. It's yeah. not it's not catching that hook and I'm and I'm really worried about this album and w- what direction it's going. Is is M to the game like the white boy that's from the hood that always going to get picked up when we running 5 on 5. Like it, like it's, he just get that love. We know he got game. We know he can hoop. And no matter what he does, it's like we gotta we gotta rock with him. Like like I feel like he gets that pass of like you said, this is that pass of like win lose a draw, you still M. Yes. And and and, and other artists win lose a draw, you know, it's over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, my I guess my thing is if M drops another dud, then what? The next one has to be, <laughs> it has to be amazing, or it's you know it's over. Cause when that, I think, <laughs> well, no, I say it's over because M can always just drop something. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, that's you, what I'm saying. He can just think. It's like I don't know, man. I don't. I am truly worried about this album and what what it's gonna sound like because these first two songs I've heard, I've not been a fan of. Yeah. Man, hopefully he got some. Uh, hopefully that was the commercial side of it. You know, because half the time you get an album that's half for for the artist and half for we need to make sure we covering X, Y, and Z <laughs> you in got the game. Budgetary, yeah, these budgets. <laughs> so we got to make sure we can cross over and hit these concerts in the summer and hit these festivals in the summer and and go to the hood a couple times if we need to. And you know, so we will see. We gonna we, do what we it do, man. See. We gonna do what it do. Another legend, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. finally coming with some more new music. Dedication 6. Now, it wasn't until I read this on Hip Hop DX that Dedication 5 was dropping like in 2012. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. Birdman been on it that long? <laughs> Sheesh. 
<laughs> no love in the club. That's man. crazy. That M's, I mean, that, uh, Lil Wayne is going through that, man. It's it's he. It's tough to 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 see somebody come in the game with fourteen, whatever it was, yeah, and and just been at the top, you know, in the first row of seats, you know. And it's like, why are you like? How bad did it get? Like, who did you fuck? Who did you screw over? Who, <laughs> something had to happen between them two to make it to where it's like this. Because it's just, I mean, Birdman is on one. And just to hold him up and all the legal issues he's going through and money owed. And, man, I'm I'm just happy to see. And, and from what I've heard from some, I've heard a couple, I think I've heard a, a, a Wayne verse on something, I think. Like a freestyle maybe or something I heard. And it's, I don't think last time I heard a Wayne verse. I feel like it was a freestyle I heard, but I could be wrong. But I feel like I feel like this for him to be sitting on it for this long. Yeah, you can you know if you was hesitant of two tracks and as much as like that's like when 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 me and Smoke talk music, he has a lot of good music, and it's like which ones do we roll with? Right. You know? And I feel like if I'm having that conversation with Smoke, I feel like has Lil Wayne. You should definitely be having that conversation with your with your people, like. Be able to tweak it how you need to tweak it to make it amazing. So yeah, correction. Dedication five dropped in 2013, so okay. a year off, but it's 2017. <laughs> yeah, bro. about to be 18. So that's, that's crazy, man. Last so, couple of weeks. But before we switch topics again, what is your predictions for the Eminem album? What you think? What you think? Man, I'm thinking it's gonna be uh, two and a half stars. Oh, three stars maybe. You know, I think it's just gonna be an average thing. I don't, I don't think it's gonna grab any. Any particular, you know, club. Hopefully, he has one club joint on there. But even even if he does, like, if you think back, like, there's 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 not a lot of times where you uh, Eminem is a go to club song. Yeah, know? true, so, true, true. So, so I feel like you know it's gonna be what it's been the last couple of years, which is maybe a couple of decent tracks, definitely a couple of radio tracks, definitely a couple of crossover to to others, you know, sides of the radio. Skylar, yeah, Skylar so, Gray joint, exactly. All that type so, of stuff. so. I think it's just gonna be an average thing, man. Yeah, hopefully he got something on there with Royce, yeah. so he can get busy, do give some bad meets track. Evil. Give us a, you know give us saying? a minute and a half of silence, and then jump on a hidden track on one of them man, joints. You, you already know, <laughs> man. It's just something. It's that those feeling days. that you get, man, when you listen to some pure hip hop that mm-hmm. just make you go crazy. Now, Migos, they dropped the motorsport video <laughs> featuring Nicki and Cardi B. Mm-hmm. One small observation from this video: <laughs> Cardi Cardi B got a big ass tongue. Yeah, that's why. That's that's why I sent you that text. I'm ten minutes late today, brother, because I, I had to get one more run through before I left the house. So I got a little late start this morning. But take that information out if you want. <laughs> but Cardi B got a big ass tongue. Yes, she does. And Nikki got a fat ass. So <laughs> that's definitely worth four minutes of my time. So. Definitely had to check that out one more time. I like it, man. I like the video. I think the whole hoopla about having the, you know, she was coming for Cardi and had to switch the switch the verse up or something, you know. Oh, yeah. Nah. I think that's I think that's BS. I, I yeah. believe her. I believe that what she said uh, originally the song was just supposed to be her and uh Quavo on there or whatever. But I think the biggest thing outside of Nikki got a fat ass and <laughs> Cardi B got a big ass tongue is you know, they missed the opportunity to be on camera together. Yeah. Like, so if there is a beef or there really isn't a beef, you being on video together, doing your verse 
together mm-hmm. or being in a scene together, not even doing uh, just a quick flash and them hugging or uh, me mugging or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could squash all that. And, you know, let's be for real here, man. Like, y'all on the video set, bro. Like, no offense to Cardi B, but she's not on Nikki's level yet. Yeah. But Nikki, you know, Cardi B's got a hell of a wave. You might want to be on that exactly. wave. Let's, the world we live in, it's 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 right now it seems to be a little more important to continue the drama than to be than to be courteous or to be or to be forgiving or to be, you know, not so uh, you know, yeah. everybody everybody wants to be fuck you. <laughs> you know, everybody's just danders up and everybody's going through it. And it's like that was a moment, that was a that was a time where, like you say, the the whole internet and blog world having yeah. to have content and just keeping the flame going yeah that could have been something like is it that important to y'all to keep that going like that could have been dead it and that could have been forgotten and moved on and and now we we, we hoping for that spring summer joint you know like mm-hmm. just i don't know i think that would have been more of a wave than keep this going you yeah know, so. yeah it's, it just seems extra petty but i will say uh i don't never remember these niggas names quavo Offset. Offset and takeoff, takeoff. Yeah. <laughs> I always say I think takeoff got the best verse on there. It's mm-hmm. short and to the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like because I think that normally Quavo probably has the best bars out of them, but like it's just his verse seems extra weird to me on that song. But yeah, the the motorsport song, I'm, I'm it's all right, exactly. And I feel like people want. I don't know. People just they yes. just they just hot and they just yes. want it. So. No matter what you're talking about, it's Migos and it's right. Cardi and it's you know whatever. So it's like uh, it's okay, you know. It's I, right. Yeah, I, I if I see it when I'm scrolling through, I'll probably play it. But it's not like my you know I ain't, it ain't when, when I'm at home getting the <laughs> thoughts together. It's not you know it's in there, but it's, I, I know it's in there just because of the buzz, not not the actual song. So video well, good yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the video. I definitely enjoyed the video. All right, man. How has your music changed? Taste changed over the couple of years. How's your music taste changed over the like the last ten years? Man, the only thing that I, that I will say about that is my like I am I'm on your your level in the sense that I know that me and you have a wide palette of music. Like I had no like the only I know you don't necessarily get into the country things, but yeah. like. I like, I had no problems listening to country, listening to soft rock, listening to now rock, listening whatever. I love music, period. But I, I would say that the new music, if I had to like categorize each genre, each time frame of music that I've experienced in my life, the new music is like my least favorite because I feel like I'm gonna get one of four lanes. You know, it's either gonna be the <laughs> whatever. It's just gonna be like. The beats are going to be similar. It ain't going to be no nothing that stands out. And if it does, most of those songs are only hot for a few, you know, the run of a song is so short now. Right. So to be, you know, coming up in, in a time frame where you heard it on the radio and then you had to go get it somewhere and then you had to listen to it and you, it wasn't like I could be in my car and uh, let, me get, let me get a head start on everybody. Yeah. Like, no, I need to get... My my tape is stuck in the damn car. I gotta get home, get to the boombox. Like you know, what I'm saying like that part of music is cool, but the, the just what new new music is for me now, it, it just it's bland. I yes. that's a good way to put it, bland. So it's very bland. But I will say it's a lot of artists that I like. I like ASAP Ferg, yeah. even though he's not like a lyrical artist that I definitely love. But 
I just like it. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's something to listen to. I know coming up, I I was like, Dog Pound, Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. dudes that spit lyrics. But it wasn't like until much later where I got on the Master P wave and 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 Hot Boys and everything like that. It's I think it's like even dudes that were like super hip hop heads now. My homeboy Killer B, like he despises the new rap Mm -hmm. but when we were in college he despised the hot boys and master p but now he finds himself listening to those artists like i'd rather listen to them than to listen to this Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like Uh, at least i always remember (laughs) i know what they're talking about (laughs) i always remember like the uh yin yang little john era when we when 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 we were young and older people was like, what is like they wasn't rocking with it. Right. And I can remember the the disconnect from it. And with the new music now, the thing that like really bothers me is everything is so slow. Yeah. So it's like for a DJ, you know, maybe and and I'm sure Al and other DJs that have to play that or that are playing newer music on a more consistent level, you know, feel differently. But for me and the crowds that I rock. Like there's only a, it's like it's like it's like the the new music time wave is only a certain pocket of the night. Like right. I, if I push it too hard, the the party is it's okay. But if I if I sprinkle in some of the juvies and some of the other things and take people on different journeys, mm-hmm. I'll get more response. Yeah, you know. And I'm used to being, and I'm used to doing parties where people are coming to dance. People are coming to you know. My start out in DJ was still party time. Yes, sir. Cats was ruining clothes and ruining hair and, and, and everything <laughs> else. Now it's like uh, we gonna be here for forty five minutes to an hour till we move on. Holla to the a next couple spot. shit, couple drinks, but I ain't about to be two stepping. Yeah, or I'm all I'm doing is two stepping. Yeah. You know, so so how do you do that as a DJ? How do DJs handle that? Like how I mean, do they handle playing songs that they don't even like? That's I mean that's a part of it. Is you have to you have to keep up with the people. Right. I mean you. It ain't really more so as much as as much as you're in control of it, you're really not because if I sit there and play all the songs I like, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a, a whole bunch of what the hell are you doing? You know what is this? So for it to be, you know, songs that you don't like and songs that you, that you, that that's what that's what brings out. I think that that's what makes a good DJ when you can do something that's not your favorite, but you can make the story a story and you can have a night a night and and, and still rock. You just gotta do it. You got if, if you if, if you're good, then <laughs> you're getting paid to yeah, do it. Huh? You gotta you gotta take care of the people, man. You gotta you know. But then like when somebody comes up to me and says that to me, then I feel like it's my not do what I want. Like if someone's questioning what what I'm playing or how I'm doing it, now I'm really gonna be an asshole and put on some shit that you don't want to hear just because you think I won't or you think you in charge. You know, so it's it's it's, it's a role for a DJ. It definitely is, but new music. Has to be a part of it. You have to play that stuff. You have to keep up with the, especially how how content is distributed now. You have mm-hmm. to be able to. You have to be able to keep up with it, or you're just gonna be a certain pocket DJ. You know, you're yeah. Gonna, I, that's got to be overwhelming for a DJ with, you know, the avenues we get music, and then the abundance of music that we get. Like uh, Big Sean and uh, Metro Brooming just dropped a collab joint. Mm-hmm. I haven't even had a chance to listen to it. I'm, I've heard four four or five songs, and it's fire. <laughs> put that on the, the must-do yeah. list for the day it's while I'm cleaning up the crib. Four or five songs I've heard so far. You know, the wife, she from Michigan, so anytime, anytime a, a, a big shine or any type of, uh, what's the other, um, uh, the chick 
from Detroit. Uh, I can't oh, the name. Uh, cash Dollar. There you go. Dollar Cash. Whatever. Yeah, her cash name Doll. I think it cash is. Doll. Cash Doll. Yeah. Um, anytime those type of artists, you know, are pushing something, she's tuned in, and, and that's the thing. Like we just talked about, like. It used to be DJs introducing music to the world, or DJs being the the, the 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 you know the connection between artists and people. You know, DJs used to have majority of that power to distribute mm-hmm. it. Now, I'm not ashamed to admit I get introduced. People introduce me to songs. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it's just so hard to keep up with it all. Like if you're just doing hip hop, that's fine. Right. But as a DJ and the things that I do, I got to keep up with the top 100. Yeah. Keep up with the top. You know. Uh, hip hop songs. I got people with the top pop songs. I got to sprinkling all my new countries when I'm, I'm doing certain weddings. It's like I can't just focus all my energy on what's new in hip hop. Right. So as fast as it comes, I'm not keeping up with it in in, in the same speed. So and you got to figure out, try to see which songs are gonna stick, mm-hmm. which songs are just here for a moment, and are that, they really bangers, or are people even rocking with them? Think about how many songs an average person might have. You know. Couple thousand, yeah. you know. Think about a DJ who like, I got like twenty five thousand songs on my laptop. So think about the 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 hours spent on going through a Bobby Valentino album that I, <laughs> I really don't need the whole album no more. I could just keep a couple of the tracks, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I gotta go through, uh, you know, Young Jock. Like there's certain songs I don't need from him no more. Right. Like, so it's as much as you cleaning, you are downloading, you are organizing. I mean, it's it's a Full time job, <laughs> full time job to get these bags though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Matter of fact, me and DJ XL was talking about this last night over at Club Aces. A uh, girl came up to me. He's like, "You can't Nash, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on? Chop it up, whatever." I want to learn how to DJ. I was like, "Well, you want to be a radio DJ or you want to be a club DJ?" DJ. She's like, "Both." I was like, "Well, shoot, you need to holler at XL." And so me and XL talking was like, well, you're not really a DJ, Kev. I was like, you're right. I'm an on-air personality because mm-hmm. I strictly play what the top songs are. Right. So, you know, it is a big difference between a radio DJ, on-air personality, basically get on the air and talk some shit, yeah. try to make you laugh, get you through the day, play your requests and everything like that, But versus a club DJ. And I know talking with him a lot, you know, being a club DJ is hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. You know, you get there at 930, you're spinning. Mm-hmm. You're the first one up. there, you're the last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a dedication mm-hmm. to it, man. And, uh, you know, he tells me, like, yo, it's like, you know, on the early side, I can play a mix or I could practice and try to find new songs. Mm-hmm. Like, he got his little Wi-Fi card, download new music. Download it right there and start playing it. Like right. I've seen them do that. Like, all right, oh, this is a new song. Let's see what it sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> and bring it right exactly. in. Exactly. Exactly. Like That's... I'm, I'm. He's like, dude, I play around for the first two hours I'm here because yeah. the party hasn't started. The party don't start till midnight. Exactly. Like I'm actually DJing for two hours, but I'm here for like five, six. <laughs> and that's and that's the like comparison or the issue I have with. There's just how this area gets down with the partying because like to be in that, that be your night, you know, majority of the nights and then get the opportunity to go out of town and do it somewhere. And when I did that a party, the, the first big party I ever, like the major party I did was Tone's part, my second year going to LA BET weekend. And earlier that day we went to Roscoe's and it was me, Boo, uh, Doc and Smoke sit down and uh, next to us, and within five minutes, was Monica and mm. her girl. 
And the, the, Hi, Monica. The, exactly. So we're sitting there trying to act like we don't, you know how you know how that goes. You're trying to act like you don't, you don't want to be the be the be the fame. Trying to be yeah. the, like the cool dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the chick that she was with is your name Dwayne. They call you Boo. And me, everybody else was like, "How the fuck do you know <laughs> anybody associated with Monica?" You know. Yeah. But she went to O State, ah. and, and, and she remembered him from O State, and they connected. And long story short, uh, I invited Monica and them to the party, and they came. Kill so, her. so it was just like that. Just that moment for me was like I had a conversation with Monica, invited her to a party I'm DJing in L.A., and almost like, oh, let's go see if they're gonna be there for real. They came, and it was like celebs there. I had the first half of the night, so I'm expecting a slower night because that's just what I'm used to in my right. mind. But I'm still thinking it's LA's B, and eh, it's gonna be better than slow. So set up. I'm there at night nine thirty. And doors open at 10, and I promise you at 10, 12, the dance floor was packed. Like, it was a line to get in, so it was just a flood of people that rushed into this club. And it was just like to experience, to have two hours, and it'd be jumping versus two hours of building. Yeah. You know, it was just like, man, that was like, I could get used to this. You know, yeah. it was, it was I open for anybody in L.A., you know, because majority of the time it's going to be a party. You know, people that maybe – don't have the VIP like the regular folks of LA hey. that want to come experience and, and see so and so hosting so and so spot. Of LA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you get like the you get like the the mass pop crowd, but then the VIP crowd comes later, and it's like, I mean, like to to look around a room and see 20, 30 celebs that you can name off the top of your head, and you're controlling the music, and it's your third. Fourth year, fifth year DJing, you know, it was just like, man, it was. Was you nervous? Hell yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I, I didn't eat, Pat. Like, lunch was it. I closer got to the. When did the nervousness kick in? When I when I woke up that day and, like, I knew it was coming. I knew, like, I I knew I was in charge of a, of a night during BET Awards weekend in, in Los Angeles for Tony Rock. Like, I started, <laughs> that's how I woke up. So I'm putting all that on, on me, all that pressure, like. Like every song has to be has to be right has to mean something even if you're playing something older it gotta make sense and I'm just pressuring myself to to come up with how I'm much not, I'm not just how much did it. you smoke to relax yourself <laughs> I had to smoke early because then I wasn't smoking as often so L A when I, when I would get high in L A eight hours I'm through I see y'all in eight hours so I had to just uh, a small small toke a couple hits. And uh, once I got there, I had a couple. Sh- I had a couple shots to calm myself down. Uh, one of the DJs, shout out to DJ Sidekick, man. He's uh, out in LA. He does a lot out there. He came on the early side just to almost make sure I was like he wasn't like trying to like bully me or take my shit, but he was just like, I just want to hear you. You know, I've heard a lot about you. Tone talks about you. And he came and kind of like having someone there to bounce things off of. Like, think so? He like, yeah. You know, so a couple times I asked him, like, you know. I feel like this will go. You think this will go? Like, yeah, it'll go. You know, so, and as a DJ, you know, they don't have to say a lot because mm-hmm. you know what you're trying to do. If you see that, oh, I, I get it. You're trying to go here. You know? so, right. so as a young DJ and having an opportunity, man, it was, I remember like Gary Owen. I remember both uh, the Tory brothers was there. A lot of comedians. Uh, D-Ray. Uh, Monica was there. Uh, 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 was Lloyd was there. I mean, it was a, it was just people that I know and I've seen uh Keisha Cole was there. <laughs> like, people were coming up. They were coming up to me asking for songs. Like, because where I was DJing at, it was a nice little, like, view of the, of the of the you know, it was an overview of the club. So you would walk in and go up the steps, and it had, like, a little section. So some of the artists 
that were, I guess, used to that club, they would come up there. And I had like two or three artists come up there and just kick it for a second. Maybe they were just getting their mind right or figuring out what they was going to do, but that was like their little go-to hideout spot. Right. So I'm DJing. I turn around like, oh, shit, somebody else is behind me. Let me... <laughs> Yeah. Come. come on 12 I'm getting, here. I'm getting nervous so, but it was cool it was cool man it was a great experience and That's then that, that opened up the door for the, the following year man I got to do some things and you know I had a, like a three or four year run with Tone out there um, he hasn't done so many of the he's been so busy man he ain't been doing like the party week Yeah. but uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to next year I, th- I think something big's playing because he's getting a Getting getting a lot a lot of bags this this uh winter big so. shit popping big bags in the winter lead to play in the summer so man man you know I tone get down <laughs> no I tone yeah. get down man shoot well shoot man that's it man we gonna wrap it up on the early side man quick little yeah. convo for the pod man about forty five minutes of content yeah man you know make sure you stay in contact with us at one Kev Nash on at, the gram and Twitter at DJ underscore Killer underscore Kev absolutely make sure you give us some uh ratings on that iTunes love it always helps. Share with people. Appreciate all the love we always getting out there in the streets. Absolutely. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, anything you like like to share with us, you can always email us at you can make this up podcast at gmail. Yes, I do have the password. Now. Okay. Glad one of us does. <laughs> <laughs> and shoot, next week is the uh basically Christmas Eve edition. Yeah. We're gonna take Christmas off. Yeah. You know, yeah. we earned a little off time. Yeah, we we've been going hard. This is our uh second Christmas of uh, podcasting, man. That's crazy. It's That's going crazy. down. Man, shoot, one more thing before you slide up out of here, man. Now <laughs> wifey gonna choke me. <laughs> so Thanksgiving has come and gone. I am a planner. Yeah. I like to have things in order. I like to get it over with. I don't like waiting to the last minute. Yeah. I won't say she's a procrastinator, but she does things on her own time. My wife is listening right now. She's a procrastinator. <laughs> but go ahead. So <laughs> we get back from Cleveland for Thanksgiving holiday. Boom, 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 boom. Get back probably about you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I unpack everything. Start organizing the laundry. Mm-hmm. As, as that's happening, as she's doing the laundry, I pack for Christmas. I've been packed for Christmas since the day we got back. <laughs> From Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ready to go. She's packing for Christmas. Started last the, night. The, the 20th. No, she just started <laughs> oh, last started. night. And wake up this morning. She's like, yeah, I got to finish packing today. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, like, <laughs> why is it taking you so long? <laughs> some jeans, some some sweats right. for the drive. <laughs> wear the same ones on the way back. Exactly. You're going to wear some tights because you're going to eat heavy on Christmas Day. You want to be comfortable. <laughs> Some boots, because obviously it's snowing. What's the problem? Yeah. So a person that's been packed for basically three weeks. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm so, I, I'm, ah! I'm so glad I moved past the like I need a uh, shoes, jeans, a shirt, and a hat <laughs> for two or three parts of the day for a five day. You know what I'm saying? Like I would pack yeah. crazy. Man. Now I'm like, man, these shoes I'm wearing on the odd days. These I'm wearing on the even. These jeans getting two runs. These, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I've scaled back. I, I used to be like crazy. I would be like luggage, yeah, shoe yeah. bag, another book bag with stuff like, yeah, now mm, two pairs of jeans. Last time I did that was going to LA when I flew first class and I had them three bags for free. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, I brought, I brought everything. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev 85 them things. Ocho Cinco. Yeah.